0: You are now listening to Everyday Adventures in Faith, a podcast created to inspire and encourage you to walk boldly in your faith, because it's all an adventure. I'm your co-navigator, Ashley Thompson. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Everyday Adventures in Faith. As you can hear, I am pretty excited about today. Uh, It's Friday, it's beautiful outside, and I have another episode that's not featuring me talking the entire time, which is pretty exciting for me, but on today's episode, I am going to talk with a special guest, and her name is Bethany Taylor. Bethany and I, we attend the same church together. She loves God, she's a daughter of the King, and she's going to talk about her adventure in her weight loss journey. How staying connected to God has helped her to uh, continue to be committed and dedicated to her weight loss journey, and also how staying connected to God has brought her opportunities in uh, media as well, and that's without having a PR, so I'm amazed at her story, and I'm so excited to, for you guys to listen to it as well. Um, as you hear her story, you may hear me laughing a little bit, and some of it is it's really not funny, so I don't know why I was laughing like that, but I think I was just full of joy as I listened to her story. It just made me overwhelmed uh, with happiness, if, if I'm explaining that right, but yeah, that's all that was, but hope you guys enjoy her adventure, and yeah, let's get started. Can you tell our listeners who is Bethany?
1: Who is Bethany? Bethany loves God. She is God's faithful girl. Um, it's been a process to get me to that point. Um, but, yeah, basically, I love God. I am faithful. I'm loyal. I'm a committed person, and I love hard. I love hard, Ashley. That's who I mm-hmm. am in an essence. Awesome.
2: And I remember uh, meeting you, um, at New Jerusalem, at our church, uh, have you always uh, went to New Jerusalem? Have you always, um, because I know you (laughs) serve on the Usher. um,
1: Oh, well, I I actually serve on the Deaconess Committee, on the Deacon's uh, Ministry, not the Usher, but that might be a prophecy, girl. That might be a prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) But I have always... I haven't always been at New Jerusalem. I have been at New Jerusalem this year for seven years. Um, However, Mm -hmm. before that, um, I did grow up in Greensboro. I wasn't born here, but I grew up here. Um, And my first church home was Providence Baptist Church um, here in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I was there for about 20-plus years, Ashley, about 20-plus years. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, God just started doing some things and speaking to me about my next move, where I needed to be. Um, it was a it was a great experience. It was a great church. It's still a great church, a beautiful church. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like there was more for me in the spirit. I needed to um, be learning some different things. Um, so at that point, I was working at LabCorp also, and mm-hmm. I met a friend. Uh, I don't know if you want me to say her name or not, but I met a friend, and she introduced Mm -hmm. me to New Jerusalem. She invited me to New Jerusalem, and then I started going there. Um, I went for about eight months before I joined, and I just feel like that was one of the best decisions I've made thus far. Um, I started going there because I saw that all the young people there were prospering. The word was that rich. That mm-hmm. the young people were prospering, so I'm still here today at New Jerusalem, and I love it. And I'm going to continue to serve um, on the deacon's board and the greeters ministry.
2: You're uh, you're very committed to what you do, and um, I guess my next question is: How has um, being dedicated to those things? How has that uh, branched out into um, your everyday walks of life. Like what what do you do during the week and how how are you committed to that as well? I know one thing but um mm-hmm. I <laughs> wait for you to <laughs> I wait for you to talk about that.
1: Oh well Ashley it has strengthened my relationship with God. Um mm-hmm. I firmly believe now, which I've been doing for a while, especially since I um joined New Jerusalem, I firmly believe in giving God my first 30 minutes of the day. I don't care if it's writing a devotion. I don't care if it's reading scripture, um, a scripture. If it's listening to a sermon, if it's prayer, I give God my first 30 minutes of the day. That's a must.
2: That's great. I I do the same thing before I go to work. I, I have to uh, spend time with God um, before starting my day just to Renew my mind um, before I get started working in the lab. So I, I like to uh, read scriptures, and I like to uh, just make sure I pray, especially the people that I have to interact with for the day. Uh, just make right. sure I talk talk to him first um,
1: before doing that. So that's very important. Absolutely. I mean, and you saying that, and you saying that, like you said, you don't know who you're going to encounter during that day. Mm-hmm. You don't know when you're going to have to basically do ministry, you know, people are, are going to have to know, see, and hear um, who God is through you because you might be the only person um, in their life that has a relationship with God, that has a good foundation. Um, so you would probably be their first contact if they did want to come to Christ, you know. Great. Right. And so
2: uh, my next question was um, how, because I, I see that you you're also dedicated in uh working out 'cause you're you're always posting something that's health related and you're always encouraging people uh through your uh workout videos, whether you're walking in the park or um just working out at home so how um how has that journey been like for you?
1: Um wow, Ashley, that is a big question for me. So let me explain. So in, in elementary school, I was very, I started getting, I guess you want to say chunky. I was overweight. I was an overweight child. And mm-hmm. so that did lead to some insecurities. Um, I would get picked on. I don't want to say bullied, but picked on um, because we know that words can hurt more than hands, you know. Mm-hmm. So I took that in from elementary school into middle school into high school into college basically um and into mm-hmm. in into some of graduate school so my weight has always been an issue mm-hmm. and it really comes from i think in the African American community the way that we know our families to to cook um you know that good old southern comfort food right There's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? It's nothing wrong with anything in moderation, but growing up, we, well, I consumed a lot of it, um, and I didn't know about moderation, so my weight has always been an issue. I've always been overweight, Um, and then my weight, I would say in graduate school, something um, happened that kind of set me back. Well, a couple of things went on. Um, Well, first of all, I had a friend, I'll just say a friend, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I was, I guess, seeing. And we became very close. And he actually passed away while I was in graduate school. So that was very traumatic. Um, Mm -hmm. And so from that point, actually, I'm going to be real with you, I just kept eating. Um, I think people don't know how to deal with grief, so we find whatever way, you know, we can to deal with grief. And so my way then was just continue to eat and eat and eat and eat. So I think a couple of months after he passed, um, the funeral and everything, and I was still high in that grief state, I actually had a sister. One of my um, sorority sisters actually got married. And I Mm went to her wedding, and, you know, we had a great time dancing it up. So the pictures come back from the wedding, and I looked at the pictures, Ashley, and I didn't recognize who I was. I'm like, who Mm -hmm. is that? I was, I guess, I don't want to say morbidity, but I was severely obese. And so From seeing that picture, it made me want to, you know, go into a healthier way of life, Um, not just for vanity, but um, to feel better from the inside out, basically. So I did start on um, my weight loss journey then, Um, and I would do little things. I didn't go to a gym, actually. I would stay at home, and I would do exercise videos, and I would walk and so i started on that routine and a few months later i started experiencing some things with my body um as far as my heart is concerned mm-hmm. it felt like i was actually having a heart attack one night so me mm-hmm. i'm thinking okay i'll just go to sleep i'll just sit here and if i'm better in the morning I said, God, I know I'm supposed to be here. If I wake up in the morning, I'm supposed to be here, and I will go and make an appointment to see my doctor. So I woke up, which means I was supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be here. So I did make an appointment with my doctor, and they actually got me in, um, if not that day, the next day. And so I went in, and they did. Um, they took my weight and everything, and they did blood work. And I wasn't having a heart attack, thank God I didn't have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But they did the blood work, and my cholesterol was extremely elevated. I think it was like the total number was about 285, 295, um, and that's really mm-hmm. high. Uh, so the doctor that day, she told me what was going on. And keep in mind that at that age, I was 25 years old. I'm now 36 okay. years old. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. is when i was twenty five is when that was all happening, but I was at the doctor's office that day, and she was like, "Um, you know, you know your um your cholesterol is really high um I was borderline diabetic, and she said i ha- I know you don't want to, but I have to put you on medication today because if I let you leave." and you end up dying or having a heart attack, your family can sue me because I didn't introduce any kind of um, help or medication to you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I really didn't want to. Who wants to be on any kind of medication at 25, right? Right. So I said, okay, you know, and I did what I had to do, started taking the cholesterol medication. But I knew when I left that office that things had to change, Ashley. So, Mm -hmm. From that day on, um, I started making, I don't even want to say it was a little change. It was basically cold turkey. I didn't go to fast food restaurants. I went home. Um, I told my mother, like, hey, can you start cooking um, certain things for me, like baked chicken, like cabbage? And she said, okay, you know. So that was really the beginning of it all, and I would still incorporate my um workout videos and walking. Um, and the weight started to fall off. It did. Mm-hmm. It, it took a while because it's a process, right? right? Um Yeah, but that's the beginning of my weight loss. Um, that's how it all started. And like I said, that was when I was 25, so that was 11 years ago. Yeah, that was 11 years ago. So I've I've just pretty much tried to stay consistent since then, and I've had my pitfalls, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Different things have happened over the past 10 years. Like my father has died. Um, So (laughs) there you go again, another traumatic situation. And I don't believe, um, okay, when my father died, I I do believe I was well-equipped. Like I I know what I was supposed to be doing. I know the foundation. So I didn't stop exercising, and I didn't stop um, eating right. Um, However, some other things were going on with my body as well. Um, I had to actually go to my GYN um, Mm -hmm. about some things that were happening with my body. And she told me I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, Mm -hmm. uh, which is little cysts in the ovaries. Right. Um, So it, it can cause, like, hormonal changes or, you know. And so I thought maybe that's the reason for my weight gain, but there's no telling how long I had the PCOS, so I can't say that that's the reason for me gaining any weight back. Um, So I did also have my thyroid checked out, and my thyroid came back fine. The the blood work, they they said, hey, look, (laughs) ma'am, there's nothing wrong (laughs) with your thyroid. So I'm like, oh, okay, so it's me then, so I need to kind of like step it up or something. But – um. During that time, um, I was working out about two and a half hours a day, actually. Wow. And the reason for that was when I came out of graduate school, when I graduated from um, A&T, mm-hmm. um, I didn't get a job. <laughs> Nobody would hire me, so I didn't get a job. So I had nothing to do, but you know, but work out all day. So that was convenient for me at that time. Um, so I was able to work out for two and a half hours a day, and I absolutely loved it, Ashley. I did. Um <laughs> And then I ended up finding a part-time job, and I was still able to work out, you know, with a part-time mm-hmm. job around two and a half hours a day. Um, But now I have a full-time job, of course, and I'm not able to work out that much um, for that long a day anymore. So I'm just kind of trying to walk you from my beginning and, you know, walk you up to my now, what's going on now. Um, I'm still committed to exercising, eating healthy. Uh, I just don't have as much time to commit to it. So am I- One of my questions was um,
2: during during that time, how was your faith with with God? I, I know you said you was um at your previous church of uh, for over twenty years, but how was your mm-hmm. faith during that time, uh dealing with um people talking down on you and you're trying to figure things out? How was your faith back during that time? Um, as a child
1: I really don't even know that I knew about faith as a child, you know, when mm-hmm. and when I say a child I mean like Five years old to fourteen, fifteen years old.
2: Right. Um,
1: but as an adult, my faith, my God, oh my God! When my friend that I was telling you about died um, when I was in graduate school, he was. Well, I don't want to put the the any details out about who he was, but my after that happened, there mm-hmm. was a moment when I was at his funeral and this one of the scriptures that the pastor um was reading I think it was from the book of Mark but mm-hmm. when it's, it's it it was about um Jesus being in Bethany and I'm like okay wait, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute wait a minute like I'm sitting at a, a homegoing service of a friend and the preacher is talking about the town of Bethany. I said, "Oh my God!" But anyway, <laughs> my faith, um, after he died, Ashley, it's like it skyrocketed. Right. I feel like I was not here in this in this world. Sometimes I felt like I was having mm-hmm. an out of body experience. I'm I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But my faith was so strong, and that's when it started to build um, from that point when my friend had died. Um, I remember during that time, after he died and, and not having employment, I would be at home and I would watch the show um, on television. I think it might be local here. I'm not sure if it's national yet, but it's called Ask the Pastor. you right. You know that show? Yeah, I would watch that every day. I would listen to, I think, Joyce Meyer every day. And there was a point um, during that time when, and I actually think it was right after I left the doctor that day when I was telling you, I came Mm -hmm. home and I sat on the edge of my bed. And the only prayer I could get out, girl, the only prayer I could get out I just remember saying, God, please help me. And from mm-hmm. that point on, actually, um, God has not turned his back on me. But sometimes, right. the, you know, the big prayers, you don't need the big prayers. So That's all you need is just a short, simple prayer to get things right. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that that was good that you have a amazing su- support system at home. Like uh time you left the doctors, you were able to – Ask your your family, your mom if she could cook a certain way for you if she was able to do so. She didn't say, Well, no, you need to um you need to cook that yourself or figure it out but she was able to support you and change how right. she cooked as well. So that right. that was good, that she was able to support you during
1: that time. Yes, ma'am, that support system. I'm not gonna say it's everything, because God mm-hmm. is everything right? Right. Um, But that support system is essential. It is essential. Um, So find somebody, you know, in your life that's on the same, um, has the same thinking as you, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Even though they weren't on the journey uh, with me, they were still willing to help me. So I guess find somebody that's willing to help you, you know? Right. And um, as far as my support system, a lot of times people don't support you until they until the end. You know, they try and come in at the end and say, Oh, sis, you did good, you did great but people need you from the beginning, you know, starting right. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, during that time my dad was still alive. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like I said, I didn't have a job or anything, so I could go out, work out two and a half hours a day, no problem. So I would go out to the parks so whatnot, and my dad, it would be a good way for me to get him out the house, too, to get some air. Um, So he would come to the park with me and sit in the car and just watch me, you know. Right. So yeah, I did have a good support system. I did have a good support system. And I appreciate my family for everything they've done. They are awesome.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: and so
2: Another question I wanted to ask—I um, want to hear more about it—that you was featured on a TV show or or on a news channel about your weight loss. Or I'm not really sure, but um, could you share that?
1: <laughs> okay, so um, okay, so at the beginning—well, not at the beginning—but um, during that time where I said I was coming out of grad school and all that happened. Um, mm-hmm. My weight around that time was about two hundred and fifty-two pounds or more,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and so the lowest weight that I got down to Ashley was a hundred and twenty-eight pounds. So wow. I lost over. Mm-hmm, thank you. I lost over a hundred pounds. Um. Mm-hmm. And someone threw it out to me. Someone in my family threw it out to me. They said, hey, there's this uh, TV show, uh, this segment on a TV show that you should um, consider going on. And I said, okay, I'll look into it. So it was um, on the Today Show, and it was the Joy Fit Club, um, sponsored by nutritionist, Joy Bauer. And Mm -hmm. so I applied for it. I went, I looked for it. This is what happened. I, I looked for it. And I didn't see what the person was talking about. So I'm like, okay, I typed it in. I typed the lady's name in, and it's just bringing up a different lady. So there is a Joy Behar also. And Joy Behar, I think she did, like, the she hosted The View or something like that. Um, And she wasn't it. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm just going to chill out, give it a rest. So anyway, I I was on the computer one day, um doing something totally unrelated, and an ad popped up and it was Joy Bauer. I'm like, "Wait a minute. I'm like, that's the lady that the person is talking about. It's not the other lady, it's her." So, That's kind of um that was definitely a godsend. <laughs> it was a godsend. It was it was crazy. <laughs> an ad popped up with Her name on it I said okay so I typed in her information or whatever and it took me to exactly what the person was talking about like she sponsored um a weight loss um segment what she did sponsor a weight loss segment on the today show so it took me to the the site and I typed in my information da 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 bam hit submit okay um um I can't remember exactly how long it took but I got an email response and I'm like, Okay, this isn't real. This isn't real. <laughs> I'm like, this is like automated or something. And so I got another email after that. I'm like, Okay, no, wait a minute. This is real. This this is real. And so I'm like, okay, so I replied to whatever the email was saying and the email was from the producer of the Today Show. Um and wow. they were just saying how oh, they liked my story um that I submitted and they wanted to, you know, see if I could get on the show um as soon as I could. And she said she would be calling me and I said, Okay, okay. So I replied or whatever as <laughs> home I think not too long after um I submitted that email, re, you know, replied to the email. I got a phone, my phone started ringing. And I picked it up and started talking to the lady and it was it was actually the producer from the Today show. Um and she wow. was talking to me about my weight loss story, my journey and just saying, "Hey, you know, we want you on the show. Um I'm going to send you the information, you know, if you're willing to come. It's in New York, blah blah blah." At this point, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, "Okay, I'm talking to the lady like, "Okay,
0: okay, sure. Yeah."
1: And so I get off the phone. I go and tell my dad, because he's in the house uh, with me. I'm like, "Do you want to talk to me, Dad. The Today Show wants to talk to me. She said, are you sure? Are you sure these <laughs> people are real? I'm like, yes, Dad, yes. What? <laughs> so, um, okay, so after that point, I started getting confirmations um, via email that they did want to talk to me. Um, she sent me the date. That she wanted me to come on the show. Um, yeah. So I had the date in mind. And around that time, I think the Olympics was actually happening. Okay. So they actually had to push back the date um, that I could come on the show. But anyway, when it was time for me to come on the show, she did. She sent me the email. She said, okay, um, if you're still interested on in coming on the show, here's your confirmation. Here's your plane ticket. Here's your hotel accommodations. I said, <laughs> oh my God, this is real. I'm going to New York and I'm about to be on the Today Show. So from that point, yeah, from that point, I felt great. Um, I went ahead. I did the show. I flew to New York by myself. Um, that was actually my first time flying as an adult. I um, and the first time flying anywhere about going anywhere by myself and at that mm-hmm. in New York, so <laughs> I get there um I get situated, go to the studio the next day, stage clothes, I got my makeup they did my makeup, and I went on the show. It was great it was a great experience it was so how how was
2: it uh being on the set being on the set? Um, mm-hmm. okay,
1: so <laughs> there when I got there, um, to the studio, there was actually a concert going on and it was Nicki Minaj. Um, right. so I get, to the, <laughs> I get to the gate where I'm supposed to go in, and the police officer actually doesn't want to let me in because I guess he doesn't believe that I'm supposed to be there anyway. I get on the phone. <laughs> I called the producer of the show, of the Today Show. She came down and got me and took me <laughs> into the building. So she told me, um, she said, yeah, she's like, you know, I'm sorry about that. Um, there's a big concert going on, Nicki Minaj. So all of our makeup artists are working with her. So everybody's uh, running around like a chicken with the head cut off. Um, so she was like, if you want to change clothes or, you know, whatnot." You go here, or, you know. So I change my clothes. I come out, and she just looks at me. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, you look like a million bucks. <laughs> i like, thank you. No. She's like, okay, so I'm going to take you here. Um, And it was actually the green room. So I went into the green room, and somebody um, came in and announced, hey, you know, um we have a guest coming in here. Another guest coming in here. I guess they were trying to secure the area or whatnot. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking another guest. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm thinking another guest. It's probably somebody like me, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So the
1: guest comes in, and oh gosh, it, who is what's that girl's name? Um, how do I breathe with no air? Jordan Sparks, that's who it is. She came in the green room, yeah. (laughs) Um, So she's uh, she's standing there in the green room with, you know, her, I guess, security, people surrounding her. Uh, But at that moment, I was just like, God, this is not real. This is not (laughs) real. I'm like, am I really here? Am I really doing this? So (laughs) anyway, moving on. Um, after that point, I left, they came and got me to, um, They I left the green room, and they were like, um, okay, we're going to hide you. We want to hide you because we don't want Kathy Lee and Hoda to see you right now because we want them to be surprised or whatever. So they went and hit me in some room, and the, um, I don't know what you call him, but I guess one of the, the set people, um, he showed me a clock, and he was like, okay, so when it's time for you to go on, You're going to look at that clock, and it's going to be a countdown. And so we're going to open the doors, and then you're going to walk in, and you're going to, you know, do what you do, and you're going to look at this camera, and then you're going to look at that camera, and then you're going to um, go over there, and you're going to do your interview and talk to Kathy Lee and Hoda. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, okay, okay. How am I (laughs) going to remember all this? How am I going to remember all this? So I wasn't nervous, Ashley. I wasn't nervous because I knew that it was my time. When you know mm-hmm. it's your time and your season, you're confident in everything that you do. Right. So when the count, when the countdown came on and those doors opened, girl, I walked out. Like I knew it was my season. Like this is my season to win. So I went mm-hmm. out, did what he told me to do. I went over, did the interview, and there you have it. That's all there was to it. Wow, and then I'm sorry. After um, I did the interview, they talked. Um, the set producer talked to me. He said, "He said, have you done this before? <laughs> said, you did so great. It's like you've done this before." I was like, "No, sir, I haven't." He was like, "Well, you did great." <laughs> but um, <laughs> after that, the interview was over. Went back to the hotel and came on back to good old North Carolina. And at that point, I could breathe, you know. I was like, can oh, I just do that? Like, I was never nervous. I was never nervous doing it until I got back um, to North Carolina. It was just that moment of, oh, my God, what did I just go and do? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great experience, actually. Um, and did you also, keep a copy of the interview? Um. Yes, ma'am. It's actually I. I don't know the exact tag, but it's on um YouTube. I don't think they've taken it down, but okay. I guess you would type in. What would you type in? Maybe the Today Show. The the Today Show, Bethany Taylor, um, Joy Fit Club, or something like that. You know, and it might okay. still pull it up. Yeah, it might still pull it up. Um. But before that, actually, earlier in the year, my cousin suggested to me that I um, send my story to a magazine, um, to Heart and Soul magazine, Mm -hmm. and I did. I sent it, um, the story. I sent a couple pictures or whatnot. I never heard anything. I never heard anything from the company, okay? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, whatever, you know. So one day, um, maybe I want to say a month after I submitted my story to the magazine, which would have been back in January, I'm sorry. And I actually did the Today Show in August of that that same year, um, Mm -hmm. which was, I can't think of the year, I think it was 2012. But um, January of that year, I submitted the Um, articles to the magazine. I never heard anything. The next month I was actually at home again. Um, I had just come home, and my dad said, hey, you know, he said, there's a voicemail for you. Um, Someone left you a voicemail, a message. I'm like, okay. So I I didn't know what it was about. So I listened to the voicemail, and it was this company. um, I will not say the name of the company, but it was a company, and she said she was talking about my article in Heart and Soul magazine. So I'm thinking, Okay, <laughs> it's Heart and Soul Magazine then. So I I picked the phone up, I called the number back and she says, Hi, um we work with X Y Z company, um and the certain the the company actually makes um I guess they make plaques or souvenirs or something. Um mm-hmm. like a trophy company, some type of trophy company. I so I'm thinking, What the heck? What is going on? <laughs> So she says, um, yes, ma'am. She said, we wanted to know if you wanted to buy this plaque for your article from Heart and Soul magazine. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I'm like, what article? I'm like, because I never heard anything about it. She said, well, you don't know? I said, no, ma'am. No, what? She said, you were featured in the magazine in the February issue. (laughs) I said, what? (laughs) I I was like, no, ma'am, I didn't know about it. The company never called me and told me that I was in the magazine or anything. She's like, oh, well, yeah, okay. She's like, it might be in store, so you might want to go check it out. She said she was trying to sell me a plaque, actually, and that's how I actually found out that I was in the magazine. So we went on. Um, I said, you know, we were going back and forth about it about the black. and mm-hmm. the person that called me, I don't know, just something in, in my spirit, it was just weird. It didn't sit right with me the way the lady on the phone was talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Googled her, and I Googled the company, which I won't, this is why I won't say the name of the company, but I Googled mm-hmm. her, and it pulled up a picture of her in a mug shot. Uh, oh my God! Okay, right. no wonder, no no wonder my spirit is not sitting right with how this lady is talking to me on the phone because she was very aggressive and pushy in what she was trying to sell me. Um, mm. even though I wanted what she was trying to sell me, so right. she says, okay, she says, you know, in her her way of saying it, if you don't want to buy it, um. We could send it to you. You see if you like it. If you don't like it, you send it back to us. I'm like, I'm thinking, what in the world? What kind of company would send a product and you ain't bought right. it? I'm like okay. <laughs> But actually <laughs> I promise you she sent they sent the the plaque that they were trying to um sell me in the mail and when I saw mm-hmm. the plaque I fell in love and not only was that my first time seeing the plaque, that was my first time seeing the article. Um, of me being in that magazine, so you know I was in love, right? So I'm like, I'm thinking, God, I want to keep this plaque. I don't want to send this back, but I know the company that it came from is kind of crooked. They're they're, they're not right. The person that sold it to me has a mugshot, and I don't want to give them my credit information, God, but I'm running out of time to send this plaque back. Mm -hmm. So I think the day before I was supposed to send it back, I'm thinking, okay, I, I don't know what to do because I'm not giving them my personal credit information, banking information, anything like that. Checking, nothing. Um, Yeah. So my sister comes to my room and she was like, What are you doing? I'm like, You know, I'm just thinking about how I'm going to buy this plaque. And she says, um, Well, why don't you just give them a prepaid card? <laughs> I'm like, <"What?" laughs> I'm like why did I? That. So yeah, I ended up getting a prepaid credit card. Um, I bought the the plaque. Hey, okay, and everything was good. Um, but yeah, that was it, yeah, that was a very interesting year, a very interesting um, experience. The way I was able to be featured in a magazine and be on TV, and just the way that it all happened, it was nothing but right. God. Yeah.
2: It and, and your. Your job during the week does it has anything to do with uh, media? I'm sorry, but, yeah, one more time, Ashley. Uh, your your full time job right now does it have anything to do with media right now?
1: No, no. My full time job I actually work for um, the Department of Social Services. Um, my okay. undergraduate degree from Ant was in psychology. My master's degree was in health and human services. Um, mm-hmm. So. Currently, I work for the Department of Social Services, and I actually um, assist with food and nutrition services, so helping people get benefits um, to buy food. Um, so that's what I do full-time. Okay.
2: So that I, I was just going to say, um, just to piggyback to uh, what the producer from the Today Show had mentioned about you, um, just looking back to those two opportunities, uh, just how unnatural you were um doing those interviews and being featured on the magazine. I, I just wonder if something is there for you. Like if not now
1: then in the future with
2: between yes, you and media.
1: Mhm. I don't know, Ashley. I'm open <laughs> I'm open to the opportunity. I did um after I did the show I did say to myself, I said to God, I said, Hey I said, if any Thing ever came open for me to actually work in media or work um, for the Today Show. I would go and live in New York if I had to. Um, right. And Right, and and do something like that, but no opportunities have come as of yet. And I would do something local as well, um, but I am. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with it. It might be another gift that I don't know about. Um, but right. We'll just see. We'll just see. <laughs> Um, Because you said, um,
2: because you said, God, if I meant to live for another day, um, because you uh, committed yourself during that time, he was able to bless you with these other opportunities, um, including going on the show and and everything.
1: Exactly, Ashley, exactly. Mm -hmm. If I had had... um, not chosen life. If I had died at that time, I would never have seen right. any of these things. I would never know how great God that how great God is. Um, if I had chosen anything else, and at that time mm-hmm. I did sometimes feel like, hey, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Um, mm-hmm. but you always have that yearning of there's something else for you. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to stay committed. You have to stay with God. Um, and I. I believe in the scripture, of course, Um, we honor God by taking care of our bodies. Um, Right. And that scripture actually comes from, I'm I'm reading, I'm not this great, I'm not this great, but it comes from Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 6, um, 19 19 through 20, and Mm -hmm. that says, Do you not know that your bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies okay so I, I firmly believe in honoring god with my body
0: are you enjoying everyday adventures in faith and wish there was something similar for children well did you check out ella's greatest adventures this children's brand was created to encourage children to overcome their fears and discover god's great love through colorful storytelling just like ella's first adventure peace at the dental office where she discovers god's love and what it means to have peace and overcome her fears of going to the dentist find this and more at ellisgreatestadventures.com are you ready for faith fun and discovery as you know like being on social media
2: uh it's easy to get distracted um if you follow like certain uh Like fitness pages, and you see everybody like real toned or, Mm -hmm. or anything. It could either motivate you or, um,
1: maybe,
2: yeah, discourage you. So, how, how, um, how do you stay focused with your routine? And you, if you, I don't know if you do follow those pages, but if you do, how do you stay focused with what, um, with your routine?
1: Um, actually, because of the results that I got. I didn't do any kind of fad diets that are going on. I'm noticing a lot of fad diets are going on. Um, I know mm-hmm. people believe firmly in whatever diet routine or exercise routine that they're doing. Um, but I just, I never bought into the fads. You know, I never did the um, protein shakes, um, no kind of pills, anything like that. No surgeries, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I just did basically what I knew to do, what I was told to do. Um, I actually heard Dr. Darius Daniel say the other day, he's a pastor, of course, but he was just saying how you need more than motivation and inspiration. He said you also have to have education and you also have to have revelation. Um, So the education is going to come from, of course, your doctor, first and foremost, um, Mm -hmm. or... I actually went to, like, community places, free community places at the time because I didn't Mm -hmm. have insurance and I didn't have a full-time job. So I would go to free community health clinics to get my weight checked and also my glucose um, and keep an eye on my cholesterol and how things were going. Um, But, again, like you say, you have to have the education part and you have to have the revelation part. And, of course, the revelation part is going to come in uh, with what God is saying about Um, health about you Um, and again coming from Corinthians um, I think it's 1st Corinthians 10 and 31 it says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God so you want to stay connected to revelation which is in the word okay Um, right yeah so just not focusing on what they do because I know what works for me I know what I know that the simple A, B, C, 1, 2, 3 work, and that is you want to be burning more than you're taking in. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers mm-hmm. game. Okay. You want to burn more calories than you're taking in. And so, again, you want to do everything in moderation. Um, people want to restrict, and the only reason, again, I restricted in the first place because it was life and death. It was literally life and death. You're going to die. If you don't do this, mm-hmm. if you don't stop eating out, um, eating fattening foods, eating cakes, pies, cookies, and candy all the time. Um, so I did cold turkey in the beginning. That worked for me then. Right now I do believe in moderation. I feel like you can eat whatever you want. Just do it in moderation. Just do it in moderation. Right. And be a sharer. That's that's the way you can cut calories. Don't eat a whole anything. Share mm-hmm. with your neighbor. That's how right. you cut calories also. Um and being a working woman, again with a full with a full time job, I actually have a couple of jobs. But being a working woman, I have to get it in, you know, when I can. So that thirty minutes a day of walking, do something. Okay. I don't have mm-hmm. time to do two and a half hours a day again. But again, like I'm I'm gonna do the walking component. I'm going to um eat in moderation, I'm going to share. And again, um, it's a numbers game. So I did journal in the beginning. I don't do it now because I feel like I kind of have a take on it, you know. But in the beginning to lose weight, I did journal. I journaled everything that I ate. I journaled um, the the amount of calories that it had. And then mm-hmm. I journaled my fitness, um, what I was doing for exercise, Um to see if the numbers added up and I'm not sure what kind of online fitness um like journaling that you can do now um i think no i, know was I did
2: time. uh i did my my fitness pal i, I think that's uh-huh. i think that's what it's called yeah I, I did that for a short time to uh to look at my cal- my calorie intake um, right right just to see how much I was taking in mhm-
1: Right, right. So those kind of apps might help you. Um, but yeah, just to stay focused on what I know works, which is the ABC, one, two, three. And that's good. You're
2: able to have that uh, mental uh, mindset. Um, you know, I'm 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 sorry that you had to go through the insecurity phase and uh, people um, people talking to you the way they did uh, growing up, but mm-hmm. Um, all of it was able to uh, help build your character and help you to be uh, disciplined in your workouts and everything else that you're working on as well.
1: Yes, it did, Ashley. It really did. It has been a long Mm -hmm. time coming, um, Mm -hmm. but I am glad um, that I did have to go through those things because it's made me the person I am today. So I know how to treat people. I treat people how I want to be treated. And I know right. how it feels to um, be talked about, be isolated, um, mm-hmm. for people not to include me in things. So I know how that feels. So I don't do that to people. Right.
2: But like, um, I guess my next question is, uh, we, our church, we just finished a fast. But how, how do you mentally go into a fast? And could you explain for some of the listeners that may not know um what a fast is if you could just explain your version
1: of it um fasting to me Ashley is turning down completely turning down your plate almost turning down your world so that you can hear from God so that you can get closer to God um it's not about vanity it's not about losing weight it's all about God not even what you can do for me but what can I do for you Um, and sometimes you have to do that you have to cut out all the distractions so food can be a distraction right because we're always worried about what we're going to eat right Mm -hmm. and God tells us don't worry about what you're going to eat what you're going to drink right and um, all the things that we have going in the world that can be distractions the television the social media Um, so going into a fast I do follow the um, instructions of our pastor um, of how to go into it, which is start to break your food down early. Um, and I just go into it. Ash, I, I think I go into it very um, easily now. I guess because of how long we've been at New JC, it's been about about seven years. So the fasting never gets easier. It never it never gets easier <laughs> um, as <Great>. you know. <laughs> It's always a challenge, but I'm always up for my fast. I just make sure I, I, I'm i not eating anything, of course, and I don't do television, secular television, um, and I turn off all social media. This is the one that gets me, Ashley. Right. Because people stay on social media. They think that just because they're turning down their plate that they're doing something. No, you need to turn down, turn off your social media completely. There is nothing on social media that you need to see during a fast. There's nothing. Um, And people will be like, oh, I'm going on there for the scriptures, for the work. Baby, you got a Bible. You have a Bible. (laughs) You don't need to be on social media for any reason because you're eating that. That's what you're eating at this time. Mm -hmm. So I make sure I turn down all my social media, um, no secular television, and, and, again, turn down my plate and then also couple that with prayer prayer, and fasting. And so um, my last
2: question is, um, as we wrap up, what are three takeaways you would like our listeners to uh, get from your adventure that you would like to share?
1: For my adventure, I say everybody should have a mantra. And a mantra is um, just something that you should tell yourself on a daily basis. And so my mantra um, in the beginning of my weight loss journey, and still now, I say it's my P6 mantra, and it's pushing past pain through prayer, patience, and persistence. So I firmly believe that. Um, And that actually goes along with scripture. That goes with, uh, I think it's Philippians 419, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.
0: Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Also, I want to piggyback off of something I actually said this morning. Um, You don't have to have all the fancy gym equipment. You can use the things that you have. So you can use nature. Um, Arthur Ashe said, start where you are, use what you have, and then do what you can. And I firmly believe that. I'm still doing that today. I'm doing what I can with what I have. And then also you just want to stay connected to God. Just always pray. Always pray about what you're doing Um, and ask God to lead you through your journey. Yes. I definitely
2: agree. I have to uh, stay connected with him all the time. That's the only way I could uh, complete things and um, receive revelation and get um, more wisdom. So definitely stay connected with God.
1: That's right, Ashley.
2: Yes. And so um, for some of our listeners that may be struggling with weight loss and need some encouragement uh just in general, how are they able to connect with you?
1: um they can connect with me if they want to by instagram um I think my handle is royal royal priesthood twenty nine and that's on instagram okay, got it. And so,
2: listeners, I hope you've enjoyed today's uh, story with Destiny. And I just want you to know that I love you and God loves you, too. Have a great rest of your day. Bye,
0: guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Everyday Adventures in Faith. If you want to find me online, head to Everyday Adventures in Faith on Instagram and Facebook. If you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys, and see you on the next adventure. Bye.